Welcome back to Three Point Play. It is Friday, February 10th, 2023. Had a couple of you know, big results over the past couple of days. I'm Justin Coates here alongside Patrick Cowger and uh, Jack Keenan. Nice of you to decide to join us once again. I'm a busy man, but I'm back. Uh, you know, how was, how was the refing? I heard that you were, uh, you know, you had a little bit of uh, some corruption going on over the past couple of games. Who, me? You, yeah. Definitely not me. I think you're the most... I like, think your sources are a little off on that one. I don't know. Calgary's I think the sources are you, source. though. I think you said that last time. What? You said last time that you were, th- you were in the... You were throwing it around. Throwing what around? The money. You said you, you were rigging the games a little bit. I wish I was getting paid the, more money. You made the joke. Okay. You made the joke last time. The, oh, source, the source was you. Oh. Because you said it last time. Well, I don't remember that, okay. but... Well, classic you classic Keenan yeah. forgetting a lot he of things. He forgets when He I, forgets. Yeah. It's un- trying it's to a- save his ass. Whatever. But no, yeah, we had a we had a lot of games uh, going on the past couple of days. This weekend slate isn't great. Obviously, we'll preview that uh, towards the end of this pod. But the past couple of days were crazy, and I think the the biggest game that we have to talk about is what happened on Wednesday night in Vandy, where uh, Vanderbilt won sixty six to sixty five against Tennessee off of a a really sick um, buzzer beater three in the corner by I believe his name is Tyron Lawrence. Uh, um, they had like two seconds left. Drove inside uh, to the paint after they inbounded it. Tennessee collapsed inside. Found Tyron Lawrence in the corner for three, and he drained it with like point one uh, seconds left when he released it. Obviously, uh, the time expired after the fact, but he got off with like point one seconds left. Tennessee slipping quite a bit. They were uh, recently the number two team in the country, but since they lost on the road to Florida, barely beat Auburn in the ugliest game. We talked about that one on the last pod. Game, yeah. A questionable game, an ugly game, and then uh, lost to Vandy. So, you know, Tennessee was once seen as a, as a team that was going to be maybe a lock for a one seed. Now they're slipping a bit. Might see themselves yeah. fall off even the two line. Fall off the last three uh, games. No. Yeah, complete complete turnaround from beating Texas, who is you know top ten team. You know, you go and lose a, a, a okay Florida team, a Florida team that got blown out by Alabama the other night. Um, and then you and you get lucky against Auburn. I know I'm not sure if you still think that wasn't a foul. I think that was obviously a foul. You guys know, still have to make th- three free throws, but you never know. And then you lose a tough heartbreaker at Vanderbilt, who again Alabama beat 101 to 44. So Tennessee, um, yeah, the last three games are very concerning. I mean, and what a breakdown that last play too. They collapsed, left a guy wide open in the corner. Yep. He was you know been the best player for Vanderbilt. Had 19 points. That can't happen. The last shot of the game. Yeah, I think it's just fairly obvious that Tennessee just doesn't have that go-to guy yet it's kind of tough when like like they just don't have that much star power they're a deep team which is why they are obviously a good team because they're number six in the country and and the defense and the defense is great yeah obviously but you know they just don't have that guy that could go get them a bucket at any time and will that guy show himself in the you know rest of the season maybe but I mean we're gonna have to wait and find out who that is yeah, and you know, last year, obviously Kennedy Chandler was the guy. I mean, so he was a freshman, so our freshman got drafted, and he thought this year, you know, maybe there were a couple of players that they could look to uh, to you know fill in the shoes that Kennedy Chandler had left behind. He thought maybe Santiago Vescovi could be that guy, or Zakai Ziegler, but neither of them have really stepped up to the level that you thought they would be able to. Um, even like one of their. Uh, senior leaders like Josiah Jordan James, you thought maybe one of those three guards could step up and fill the role. But, I mean, combined, the three of them have been uh, scoring about, let's see if my math on the fly here is correct, uh, like 32 points per game combined, which isn't great for three guys that you expected to be your three best players. None of them are shooting particularly well, all under 39% from the field, under 35% from three. So, 
you know, as good as the team has been defensively, like you said, Heenan, they just haven't had somebody that is able to step up. And they, at least on the offensive side of things, especially those three guys in particular, have really not lived up to expectations. And the free flow can continue. The next four games are very tough. They play a good Missouri team tomorrow, 18-6, and six, better than expected. Then they have the huge game against Alabama next Wednesday. And they're at Kentucky and at Texas A&M, who's been playing very well. So, I mean, it's not going to get any easier the next four games. So they got to figure something out quickly, especially for the Alabama game. They can't get blown out. That would look very, very badly. Yeah. I mean, it's very clearly now that – Alabama's by far the best team in the conference. I think it's, I think it's been, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's been clear. But Tennessee was definitely deserved to be in the conversation for yeah. I mean, last, before this last little Last pod slip. I said it's a different tier, but yeah, I agree with you they're there. They're definitely the, the team to be in the SEC. Yeah, but if Alabama just comes out and blows them out next Wednesday, then it's going to be... I think, I, they, I think they will. I think they will, too, but it's on the road. Tough game for Alabama, for sure. Um, That's gonna be I don't know if it's an insane environment. It's tough to call any regular season game a must win, but I think for like a confidence standpoint for this Tennessee team, you kind of got to get that one at home against Bama, try to get a big win. But I, mean, I don't think it's a must win. I, think, I don't think I, it's a must win. I, I think agree. the must yeah. win might be tomorrow against tomorrow. Missouri. I think tomorrow is bigger. Yeah. If they lose again, you know, two in a row, three out of four, the confidence will be at all time low against Alabama, who's yeah. you know a top five team. Yeah, and Alabama uh, right now has a two game lead over Texas A and M at the top of the league standing. So, um, aren't anything crazy? You know, obviously. There's really six or seven games left, I want to say. Yeah, There's seven, I think. Seven games left in the conference uh, for, for Alabama so uh, and for Texas A&M, obviously. It, barring anything crazy, Alabama should probably be the number one seed in the SEC conference tournament. Uh, I'd be interested because Texas A&M does play Alabama at College Station, uh, the last game yeah. of the season. So maybe cool if it come down things to that. would be tight. It would be very cool if it comes down to that. But where things stand right now, it looks like Alabama is the team, obviously, to beat uh, in the conference. Yeah. And the, the plus, Alabama plays Auburn twice. They obviously played play Tennessee, but also South Carolina, Georgia, and you know, uh, injured Arkansas team. So much easier schedule, I think, than A and M. Yeah, it, it appears so. Uh, but moving on to another team that very similar to uh, Alabama, or yeah, kind of similar to Alabama, where it looked like last week they were the team to beat in their conference, St. Mary's. Where after they beat Gonzaga, they had a two-game lead over. Yeah. Gonzaga in the WCC. Do you, do you think they're better than Gonzaga though? No, I just don't think that team to beat. I know you. But no, no. In terms of in terms of okay. the number one seed in the tournament, it looked like they were going to run away with the conference. Um, with I believe it was either again six or seven games left in the conference. They had a two game lead, and again, obviously Gonzaga and St. Mary's are far and away a tier above everybody else in that conference. Uh, so you, you thought with only one remaining opportunity uh, against each other that St. Mary's was going to run away with the uh, the conference. Uh, like regular season title. Now they lost uh, yesterday in overtime against Loyola Marymount. Like Loyola Marymount team that's not bad. They're like yeah. around the 100 mark in uh, well, B- in B- most Gonzaga, metrics. But in between that, they lost to BYU by like 30 points. Yeah, LMU's like, had a couple of, of bad losses, uh, they, not they, just the BYU one. In San Diego, I think the game before this. So they they lost two straight coming in against St. Mary's. Yeah, so it was a good turnaround win for, for Loyola Marymount. Obviously, they're nowhere near uh, the at-large field, but it was a good win for them. They move up uh, to you know, three and two in quadrant one. They actually have more quadrant one wins than St. Mary's. So Who else did they beat quadrant one? Uh, well, obviously St. Mary's, Gonzaga, and the other one was um, Nevada, because Nevada's uh, ranked 30th in the net. Nevada's been having a very good year. So uh, I think the story of the game, obviously aside from St. Mary's uh, just not coming up big in overtime, was Cam Shelton. The senior guard from Loyola Marymount, he didn't have a single point 
in the first half. It was 0 for 5 from the field. Absolutely took over after that. Finished with 31 points. All of those came uh, in either the second half or overtime. He was big for them and a, a big reason why St. Mary's picks up uh, another loss, their first loss in a while, but another loss and just throws another wrench into the St. Mary's resume where you're like, are they for real? You don't think so, correct? I don't think so. I I tend to agree with you on that one. I mean, for real, for what? To win a game in the tournament or make a legit run? Like, are they like a legit like top 25 team is around I where I would ask, gonna, I I would put them at like eight or nine. Eight or nine seed. Yeah, seed, okay, obviously. Okay. Not, not ranking them. Yeah, I was about to say. Eight or nine seed. That's where the computers have them, which seed. is ridiculous. Maybe they win a game, maybe they don't. I don't think they're anything special. I think they're the St. Mary's team that's been the same St. Mary's teams for 10 years. They might win again, they might not. Maybe they make a sweet 16 run, but they're nothing special. I agree with you guys. Yeah, I mean, their defense is, is really good, but like offensively, they're, they're brutal. I mean, it's very similar to um, it's very similar to Tennessee, where if they, they get rebounds at an all-time rate, but aside from that, they can't like shoot particularly well. They still out-rebounded Loyola Marymount 36-30 to in this game, but again, I just, I you said it. It hurts them long-term. Like, they play in like, such a weak conference that like when you have to play these big, stronger teams... Maybe you can do it for one game. They just physically wear you down. Like I know they're always at the top, but why not try to join a bigger conference one of these times, especially I, with all the realignment coming up? I was going to say, I definitely agree with you there because these teams, they don't really – these Mountain West teams don't make runs in March, it feels like, besides Gonzaga, who has an occasional run. But also on the other side, I feel like they are at an advantage because I feel like all their resumes get boosted. Like Maybe they shouldn't be considered to be in the tournament, and some of these teams are. Like I don't – think Nevada's all that good, to be honest with you guys. I don't know if you disagree. I, I, I do disagree. Nevada's got like a really a sneaky, pretty solid resume. Who they, they have, beat, though? Who do you like that they've beat? I mean, a lot of it's in-conference stuff, but they're all quadrant. The conference yeah, isn't that good. That's my point. Conference. That's I, just, that's you just you also don't like the conference, too. The conference is, I like, think the conference is just, already better than, like, I mean, it's partially because the ACC is having a big down year, but the, the conference is on par with the ACC this year. But the, I think just because of recent tournaments, um, how they've done success for them has been so bad that you ranked the Mountain West lower which I, I mean you don't like the mountain west either yeah right? I, I mean yeah. it's like a, the sixth or seventh best it's like okay but the teams are i don't know yeah, nothing I, special it just they, get, they can't have four bids this but year also that's the other thing that's they what usually, i don't usually I don't, always do i don't think they deserve four bids and we'll get we'll talk a little bit about seton hall and creighton a little bit but obviously we're biased and we're all seton hall fans i just think a team like seton i'm a hall, member of the media so i'm not biased well okay anyway i think i think uh a team like seton hall for example has a way better conference and has a way better non-conference schedule. And I don't know how you can weigh a team like Nevada, who's played no one ahead of them. I just don't understand that. I don't know. I think Nevada I was we'll over talk Seton about Hall. It. I think. Okay, we couldn't. I think well, Nevada is better than Seton Hall. I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk. About I don't that think the Mountain West is the best, but I do think Nevada is better than Seton Hall. We'll find out, I guess. Well, probably not. I mean, yeah, I'll probably never face off. We'll, we'll see who gets the in the tournament. First four, maybe. No, we'll see who gets in the tournament. Also, maybe first four. Imagine we get a. If we come back to uh, record in March, a Kentucky and UNC first four. Oh my God, I saw that be, tweet the other day. Yeah. That would be crazy. And this was, I, I I saw something where this past, I think it was this past week or one of these recent weeks was the first time in the AP polls history that UNC, Kentucky, Duke, and Villanova were all not in, um, in or, or at least one of them weren't in the top twenty-five poll. I know, obviously, two years ago during the COVID shortened season, um, twenty twenty twenty-one season rather that there were three of those teams were, uh, were not in it. Like, but Villanova was in that throughout the entire season. So this is the first time that none of those four teams were in it, which is just crazy to think how, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. It's good for the sport. Yeah, it is. Good to see a lot of newer teams that are starting to you know, come up, be 
really good, or not even really good, but at least nationally relevant. Um, another one of those teams that, you know, is not as nationally relevant, or historically hasn't been, uh, was NC State. And they had a big opportunity on Tuesday when they faced Virginia at Virginia, but didn't capitalize on it. Fell 63-50. to 50. Uh, NC State's still in, in a good position to make the NCAA tournament. Obviously, Virginia's a, a very good team. NC State has a pretty solid um, resume so far. And, I mean, I think it was a big win for Virginia. Now they're tied for first place in the conference standings. And it was just a, a good win for them, holding one of the better offenses in the nation to uh, just 50 points. I mean, only four guys for, uh, score for them. Yeah, only four guys. DJ Burns, Traquavion uh, Smith, who had 19 points. Uh, Casey Marcel had 18, and then uh, Charkel Joyner had five points. And the, the two stars showed up, but the rest of the team just was not there. We kind of saw this coming. Um, we picked in on Tuesday. It was just Virginia-style game of basketball. It, wasn't, it was kind of ugly. They won. NC State, like I said, is a legitimate threat, I think, for the ACC tournament. But this wasn't the game for them. Um, Jaden Gardner for Virginia had 18 points. They just Virginia played their game, and NC State just – they're not there yet, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, they're not. Give it, give it a month. Give NC State a month, Nikos. You think they, they're one of those teams that could go on a hot run yes. in the in the tournament? The ACC see, tournament and the NCAA. I agree with that. I no, I agree with that. It's going to be well, Miami NC State, State meeting up in the championship. Hopefully it lines up the way with the, the seeding. The conference championship. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the national championship NC State Miami. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, that'd that'd be, be the weirdest. A, that'd be like so like, I'd be kind of like, eh. You'd have to have two, like, like Miami and NC you'd State. You'd be like a 10 seed and a 4 seed in the finals or something. I just put two colleges that like, I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't be like that much hype around it. No, I mean it would be cool because everybody loves the Cinderella stories. If you even call NC State a Cinderella story, yeah, but like the lower seeds like making a Power Five school, it's not like a yeah. yeah. So but I, they, I mean, it's different type of Cinderella. Exactly, but it's like, like the lower Sy- seeds. Yeah, in but terms like of Syracuse made it as eleven seed. It wasn't like oh, let's go, let's go underdog Cinderella Syracuse. I was. Do you get what I'm saying though? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. The smaller schools is. Yeah, yeah, like the mid majors and everything. You're right. You're right. You're right. Maybe I shouldn't have used. Sorry, my laptop just, you know, I popped it up, whatever. Um, sorry if you heard that on the pod. Um, I lost my train of thought. But, yeah, oh yeah you're right. Like, Cinderella schools more should be, like, mid-major. So, I might have just I get, used I get the wrong term. Saying, I get you guys want to touch upon the Seton Hall-Creighton game from Wednesday night? Get some thoughts on that? We just talked about the first, like, 30 minutes. And I know, the first 80% of the game. It was an extremely entertaining game for the first 30 minutes. It was, uh, Creighton had the lead for most of it, but it was never more than, like, a two- or three-possession game. Um, at the most, Seton Hall even had the lead for, uh, I think, like three or four times during that 30-minute stretch. Um, went up seven, I think, with like 12 minutes to go in the second half, and they just kind of lost it. Yeah, and the, I mean, a big part of that was that they only made, I believe, two two field goals in the last 10 or 11 minutes. In the last uh, in the last 11, 12 minutes, rather, they only scored seven total points, so uh, it was really bad. And the other thing was Creighton just shot the lights out of the ball, 61.4%. Give him, the credit. Field. Gotta give him credit. Gotta give him credit. Gotta give him credit. Because you, you said it earlier. You know, he wasn't sure if he could shoot like that. And Shireman. Uh, and the, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Shireman said. I was, he had, he had I was a solid game. He had, he had a decent game. He had, I mean, he, he had, had a solid game. He was, yeah. He had a solid <laughs> he game. He had two daggers back to back. Yeah. Before that, before that, he, he had like an okay game, but then those yeah, two daggers. Yeah, he had a good first it. half, a good couple minutes, and then second half, he was cold, but then. Yeah. But I mean, it was like the Seton Hall defense. It didn't even feel like they played that bad. They played they great forced, defense. They, they forced. Shots. They had no. They couldn't score. Yeah. They, they couldn't forced score for like ten minutes. 
Yeah, they couldn't. And they forced 19 turnovers, which you would think you'd get. I mean, they, they were good in, in terms of getting points off turnovers. But aside from that, they weren't really doing much. I don't and then that was always even a concern though, with the offense. Even man. though Creighton, scored, uh, Creighton shot 61%, 60% from three, like, it didn't feel like like it didn't feel like there were a lot of open. Yeah. There weren't a lot of open looks. Besides a lot of them those were contested. Last two charm yeah. and got everything Especially else. Especially the last one. It's yeah. a nice play they ran. On the baseline. Switch that stupid match zone. It's like why would you do that when Sharman's red hot from three? It just didn't make really any sense. I and thought it, except Kadari going four fifteen for that a bad game. game. He had a good game defensively though. Yeah, in he a, did. I mean, in, he had he had five steals and two blocks. Yeah, he did. I mean, I was missing a lot of layups. Like at, he was getting to the rim. I mean, but that's finish. just also a testament to Kalkbrenner. I know they kept going at. I think they went at him too many times. All the times they so just too. put their head down, and went right at him. Well, that's kind of what um what uh. I mean, wasn't in fact Holloway was talking in the post game. How many fouls did he have? I feel like he wasn't. Hallbrenner. He wasn't any trio. Yeah, he had three fouls, so he wasn't even like in a threat to foul him out. Yeah, I mean, I don't the know. offense just that was always yeah. we talked about. There was, that was a concern, and then when they needed it the most, this was, could be a huge opportunity. It just went away for eight minutes, and you couldn't recover yeah. from that. I think takeaway though from this game, definitely a tough loss, a game that you would want seeing Hall to go get. But they really fought with a team that was not missing at all, and they yeah. they. Can't b- fight, not, but then yeah, they but showed that they no could play. More, with, I don't want no more. You can't. I agree with you. It's oh, the resume they fought against concrete. No, the committee won't. I know the committee doesn't give a shit about that. But they gotta go beat. They gotta for, go beat Nova for a confidence standpoint. They could beat Creighton if they see him again in the Big East tournament. I would not feel scared going into that game. They just showed they you know could play with them when they shot sixty percent from the field. If they do that again, tip the hat to them because we're not beating Creighton if they shoot like that again. So. I don't know. Seeing all fought, they'll be all right. Just got to go on a little run here. You got to beat. I think you got to take two from Nova. You got to beat them at their place Saturday, and then when they come to the Peru, you got to beat them. I'm low key a little scared for Georgetown coming up on a Tuesday. Georgetown's been playing much better. I feel like. I know. Yeah, you know they only have the one win in the last like, twelve games. I, I, they've been. They fought so I know hard. It sounds a little bit sarcastic, but I know they. they I know. I, I know you're not trying. to yeah. but They've been legit playing well. Like that's what I, yeah, I said. I'm I know. know two, they're within it two possessions. Like, like every. They still only have one win in conference. But, but they're within yeah. two possessions every game. It feels. And seeing all. The offense can go away for long periods of time. That w- game, that game, you know, on Valentine's Day, be, yeah, not going to be an easy win for sure. That gotta. So we got they got five games left. They go. Like you would you think said, it'd be a lock, man, but I don't know. Wait, was it five or six games? I think it's it's six, six games. Yeah. Okay, so ends at Providence too, which is a tough one. You think four and two gets them in? If you get a uh, probably you can't as long as Georgetown isn't one of the losses, but you would really be able to do better with a with one win in the conference tournament at that point. Four and two barely, I think gets you in, but it's so close. Yeah, yeah. especially if you lose first three round of the three, conference you tournament. Make, you got to make yeah. a run to like the semifinal. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're on the first four outline of the bubble, even, so even after the even uh, after Lenardi, that. Lenardi dropped them from like the third team after the fourth team out, but DeCourcy had them. Like first four out, like the second team on that, yeah. and now today he dropped them to the fourth team on the next four out. Damn, which is ridiculous. It's, I think it's really unpredictable. I mean, the it bubble, is unpredictable. It's a, if they it's go a get a road, yeah, it's a big bubble. If they go get a road win at Nova tomorrow, they'll be in business. Do you know what that would be a quad? It's quad two. It's, quad two. it's really not quad one. No, because well, yeah, Nova's like five hundred. But it could change to a quad run, one, right? Yeah, if okay. if Villanova wins like the four out of the next five games or something, then it could. Because it's uh, for the road, it's seventy five, like top seventy five. Right now they're eighty fifth. Interesting. Okay. Damn. So it is close at least. Yeah, they yeah, got a lot close. of quad one opportunities left though. They got uh UConn and then Xavier and they got three they more. Need yeah, three more home. quad one ups. They so gotta be Xavier. They have to take care of Because then then, you, then you're saying you're banking on them winning two road games at a top twenty five team. I think they're gonna beat Providence on that last game. I got a little bit of a feeling, but I mean they were really tight the first time around and I mean they they were playing their worst stretch of basketball really at that point. Yeah. 
It's also kind of weird that this uh, Seton Hall Nova game is at eight. I feel like whenever yeah, they, it's usually that. Saturday at like one o'clock. Yeah, it's right. like four. I feel like. I don't know if it's just because Villanova's having a down year, or I don't know if it was flexed that is it way. At Wells Fargo, or is it at? Yeah, the, it's uh, Wells Fargo because the women's team plays earlier in the day against Seton Hall at uh at, on campus. Yeah, Philly's gonna be going crazy too with the Super Bowl the next day. We'll so. have to make our picks for that in a little while. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Seton Hall. Look, they yeah, had it's gonna be going nuts. They had a bad stretch that lasts like ten minutes of the game. No, no. I mean, you, you, Philly's gonna burn the place down. They, just, they definitely win or, will. win or lose. I know. Will, yeah, staying away. But Seton Hall had like a tough stretch offensively the last like ten, eleven minutes of the game. But part of that was obviously it was a terrible, like five or six minute stretch. But after Shireman hit that first three, Alamir Dawes responded with the three of his own. He still felt like mm-hmm. they had a chance. That's a tough shot. The fans, it was a tough shot. And the fans were still into it um, when at the Prudential Center. Then Shireman hits the second dagger with like three and a half minutes left to make it a nine-point game. And then the offense started pressing because they were down nine with like three, three and a half minutes left. They had to. So the last three and a half minutes, again, the offense wasn't great or anything, but I view it more in isolation just because of the situation. Yeah. The scores should have been closer. It was bigger than it should have been, but definitely can't take more victories. The, mm-hmm. the game they could have had, should have had, you know, you're tied with 10, 12 minutes left in the second yeah. half. That's all you ask for. Yeah, shoulda, woulda, coulda is not going to matter if they're on the outside looking in nope. come Selection Sunday. But, you know. You going to pick that game, you think? We get predictions later? Yeah, we could. Going yeah. Um, you going to post them? Maybe. Now we caught him out on the pod, though. We'll so. see. We'll see. All right. Um, but a couple other notable results since we last recorded. Uh, Wednesday, Iowa State, ranked 11th in the country, continued to struggle on the road, <laughs> lost to West Virginia 76-71. At the end, Caleb Grill had a wide-open layup attempt after a steal, just smoked it, would have given them the lead uh, with 10 seconds left. Uh, it, was, it was a good win for West Virginia, bad for you know some bubble teams because yeah, West Virginia now improves us. their bubble. I think they're way off the bubble, though, at this point. They have a lot of quad one wins Who? in West Virginia. No, we were looking at it. They're, like they're like particularly like 10. They're like really? safely in a lot. Because okay. I was saying that last part. Of, you didn't even listen to it, I guess. But uh, I did. I mean... <laughs> but, um... I don't, I don't. I don't understand the West Virginia's. They struggled a lot, but they just played so many quad one opportunities that yeah, they beat Iowa State at home. Yeah, they have five I mean, quad one just, wins, and nothing yeah. outside of the first. That's exactly. That's completely just, why. I'm not convinced by them at all. But five, we can. You know, five quad one wins. You can't. Nothing else you can say about that. I don't know, I, I'm also not crazy about this Iowa State team. I think they're good, but I don't think they're going to do anything yeah. in the tournament. Again, like, they they can't play at home in the tournament. So that's true. Yeah. I mean, they're they're they're. They're good. They have they've shown a lot this year, but again, they haven't shown what they could do away from home, which is a bit concerning. Um, I mean, they're good defensively, and they've got guys that can actually hit shots, which was a difference, uh, a little bit different than what it was last year. I think they're better offensively this year than last year, but and and they made the Sweet Sixteen last year, but they they, they do have a bit of a ways to go for me to conf- like confidently say that they'll make another Sweet Sixteen. A couple other notable results. Uh, those were really the ones from Wednesday, Seton Hall, Vandy, and uh, West Virginia, those games. But um, you had uh, four big games on Tuesday. UConn blew out Marquette 87-72, to a game that was it seemed much wider of a margin than the 15 points uh, actually allows. We got that one very wrong. wrong. Me and you both said that Marquette was going to win that one. Uh, not afraid about Marquette or anything. I mean, just that happens yeah. sometimes. Yeah. UConn th- been a great game. It was a, b- a great game for them. They played phenomenal. They kind of needed that win. I think they did. They needed, I needed not like just to win with a, a game like that to show Marquette's up there with them in the rankings. They blew them out. It's a big momentum, I think. Yeah, get swing back the on things track. back in UConn. I think they're gonna yeah start looking like they did earlier on. 
I mean, that's exactly. I forgot who said it, but it looked like the team that they were when they were twelve and zero during that game. Uh, then Rutgers beat uh, or lost to Indiana on the road, sixty six sixty, and probably was the best game of that night. Uh, Virginia, we already mentioned, beat NC State sixty three to fifty, and uh, Kansas State blew out TCU eighty two to sixty one. It was a little bit closer than the score showed, but it was also never particularly close. Uh, TCU uh, just wasn't hitting any shots late. It was as close as a six point game with. About five minutes left, but then uh, Kansas State went on a huge run. But again, Kansas State had the c- control for most of the game. Mike Miles was out for that game once again. Eddie Lampkin was held to just 18 minutes because he was just coming back from injury. So uh, TCU is going to, I think, be fine, but that's a big statement win again for yeah. Kansas State, who had been slipping prior to that. So uh, whatever you guys want to talk about for those three I games. Mean, it's kinda, I think we just kind of let them. We kind of talked about Virginia yeah. earlier. Just kind of let them without hope some good games. A lot of blowouts. Even the Indiana game, it was close, but they kind of had control for most of that game. So, all the home teams won. I think Kansas State really needed that win too. I agree. I was just gonna say TCU has to get healthy. If if Miles is out for more like more time than this, then they're gonna be in big trouble. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you get him back for the tournament, you let rest him the rest of the you rest him the rest of the regular season, then maybe that's smart. But I don't know. It's kind of. My prediction of them being a lock to win the Big 12 is yeah, not looking not so hot anymore. I guess you can put an ash because of injuries. But yeah. also that night, UNC lost to Wake Forest, mm-hmm. 92-85. And UNC is, I think, on the bubble. Like, I mean, I know their their name goes along with it, but they weren't UNC. I think they'd be more talked around the bubble. But what a fall from, last what a fall, right now, yeah. what a fall from grace. What a fall from grace. I mean, I know it's not, like, surprised by now, but when you truly think about it, how they were so hyped coming in, now they're going to make tournament. But this is also, I don't want to draw the comparisons to last year because it's a, it's a different year and they lost really they their best eight. shooter, right, Brady Manning. Yeah, they were an eight seed last They'll year. Be, they would be lucky in eight this year. They would be. But, I mean, I don't, again, I don't want to make the comparison to last year, but it was really right around this time last year when, excuse me, when UNC started to turn things around. They were on the bubble at the beginning of February. They didn't have any big wins. And that was then when they started to rattle off yeah, they, they went on a four-game win streak. Or excuse me, wrong oh, year yeah. I'm looking at. Uh, actually, yeah, they went on a four-game win streak with wins against VTech, uh, BC, NC State, Louisville. Not any huge wins or anything. But then uh, February 19th was when they went on a five or six-game win streak. VTech, Louisville, NC State, Syracuse overtime, Duke, that huge blowout win. Or not blowout, but 13-point 13 uh, 13 road win in K's last game. Um, at Cameron Indoor, and then they beat Virginia in the conference tournament. So they went on a big six-game win streak there. I believe, I believe three of those were co- uh, quad one, if I'm not mistaken. Four of them were definitely in the first two quadrants, but they went on a huge heater there, and then that was what got them into the tournament as an eight seed. So maybe they could turn things around. They got to start now. They yep. got to start now, though, because they have a game against Clemson, who close to the bubble they were ranked in the top 25 but don't have a strong resume to keep that uh held up then miami who i think is is the second best team uh in the should ACC. Be to win that game even should on be the road. Yep. miami is favored to win that game or no uh unc is favored to win that game by three by kempom really? yeah uh and then nc state notre dame definitely should have to beat notre dame virginia uh fsu definitely got to beat fsu as well and duke so fsu it, may be tough FSU I just because have has been UNC since playing. That's not a that's not a lock for sure. Them yeah. going there on the road. FSU has been okay. They have a tough slate. They, they have a lot of opportunities. Yeah, exactly. They have the opportunities. I was going to say. 
but nothing to believe. I know last year they did it, but nothing to believe this year. This team can do it this year. Yeah, especially because you lost your best shooter in Brady Manick. Um, obviously, he was the guy that they would go to when they needed a big three. Wasn't their leading scorer, but was their most reliable shooter for sure. Um, Baycott has still been good it's this good. year, but, yeah. but not as good. And Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, I mean, we saw it. Did you see the beef that they had? I was saying they have chemistry. I've, we've been saying this since Did, no, one of our there first was, shows. That, I know, but I'm just saying they had. we've known that they're going to have chemistry issues. And, again, it's coming to light right now. You could talk about it more in the coast, but yeah. we've been saying this. There were rumors that um, – which one – whose girlfriend was it? It was one of them – It was the two guards. It was – No, I know it was Caleb and, and RJ, but one of them, like, w- way, was doing something didn't with I one of the other's girlfriend. you that and you said you doubted that? You said X- – I sent it, I think. No, I sent it. I no, but like a mu- maybe like a month ago because it seemed like it was something – because it was something that was like written in like the Duke yeah. uh, chant page, okay, which by the way, which by the way, if you have a chant page, a chant sheet, I don't know what that one is. If you have like a chant sheet for uh, like road game, like where like a team comes into town or whatever, and the like the student section, like five people or whatever, organize a chant sheet where it's like, oh, when it's you know the uh, under sixteen timeout, the first. No, the first chant it. we'll say is "Let's go Duke," <laughs> and then uh, after that, say "Blue Devils" or whatever. Wait, so did I break it to you? Te- did I break that to you then? Even though you didn't believe it, you texted. Yeah, you texted a, a tweet. And you to didn't me believe it because it was on a, It was. I know. Well, it was on a stupid fan sheet. Well, where you're like, why would? How would the fans know this? They're probably just coming up with stupid chirps. Mm-mm. And then it ended up being right. Where again, I don't know Credit if it's Caleb. Me. I don't know if it was Caleb Love who was like sleeping around with RJ's uh, RJ Davis's girlfriend or the other way around. But that caused a big rift in the locker room. Um, and Armando Baycott, I believe, I believe this was the second time this year. He said this after the Wake Forest game. He was like, "Yeah, if you don't want to be here, just leave." So, uh, a, a lot of tension going on in the locker room. A lot worse than it was last, last year. Yeah, way worse. And even when Love and Davis like are playing, they they're just not shooting well either. You don't want them to be your guys. Like you don't want them to be the guy that you have to go out there and rely on to shoot twenty two shots a night. Um, any more games you want to talk about, Nikos, or you want to start previewing for the weekend? I think we can start previewing. Okay. Um, see here, I'm looking at the 1 o'clock, or the noon slate. Uh, nothing too crazy. Right to a Saturday? Yeah, right? I mean, there's nothing today, is there? Let's get, well, I don't know. I mean, Butler, Xavier is the Xavier's big game for one beat, the Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Miller used to be um, assistant coach with that. That made it back in, like, 2001, 2004. Yeah, I mean, that's a game Xavier should should handle pretty easily, but St. You know. Louis maybe Dayton. It's all right. Nah, Dayton beat, beat VC. We talked about that a little bit last part uh, in the coast. Yeah. So now I think now VCU has to win the uh, their A10 championship, or they're not going to win Probably. I mean, the A10. I think the A10 in general is just a one bit league. Well, I think. Well, I think I said VCU maybe could have if they won out and lost the championship. Oh yeah, but yeah. But now they didn't, nah. so they're probably going to have to win it all uh, in their tournament rather. Yeah. So I guess we all pick Xavier. What? It can be tough on the road at Butler. Yeah, it's never an easy game. Um, yeah, but anyway, we're just look, jumping to Saturday. Noon slate's not crazy good. We got Kentucky, Georgia, which is a decent game. Nikos is dropping all the stuff over there. Yeah, if I drop water on the rug. Oops. We got Kentucky. Oh, I just said that. Kentucky, Georgia. Then we got Penn State, Maryland, which is a decent game. Um, and then the big one, I think, for the noon slate is West Virginia at Texas. I mean, like we said, West Virginia's pretty hot right now. But Texas is clearly the better team. I don't know what the spread is looking like for that one, Nikos. Uh, I'll pull up with the Ken Pomets because I don't believe any of the sportbook odds are now. It, we're recording at like 4.30. Usually this is close to the time it's yeah. coming out, but I don't think they're out at the moment. So it might be out. I'll check, yeah. actually. Because sometimes put the bigger games out first. Yeah, that's true. So check. Uh, while you check, I'm looking at the Texas-West uh, Virginia line on Ken Palm. It's Texas favored by four at Ooh. home. 
Okay. Because West Virginia's ranked 15 what in you Ken Palm. I, I see on the app it says Texas by five. Okay. Okay, so, so. we'll go off of that one since it's the real one. Yeah, this I'll, I'll make a pick first for this game. I think, I mean, like we said, West Virginia is good, but I think a lot of their big wins have came at home. They're on the road clearly at Texas, so I think Texas will protect home court, get a W, and I think they're going to cover the spread also. I think they'll win by 10-plus. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think Texas is a better team. West Virginia, we just talked about them. I'm not the biggest believer in them just because they have a bunch of quad one wins because they that's all they play. Yeah, they're not a bad team. They're going to win some games at home. But at Texas, I like Texas, top five team to cover. She win by, you know, I would say double digits, but it did his Big 12 basketball. So I'll say it's a close cover, but like six or eight. I yeah. think West Virginia can hang around for a little bit. I, I think I'm with you guys also. Uh, West Virginia, I think, is, is a decent team. Obviously, Bob Huggins is a all-time head coach. I think West Virginia is a team that will make the tournament. I think they'll avoid Dayton as well. But, I mean, Texas is just a team that is fighting for a number one seed. Uh, what Rodney Terry's been able to do after taking over the head yeah, coaching position. That whole situation. And that whole situation is, is commendable. And uh, this Texas team is really talented. It's what we thought they were going to be last year. Finally, they've all been able to put it together. I think they get a, a big home victory. That crowd is going to be that crowd's going to be nuts. It always is. And I think... Yeah, I don't think it's particularly close either. Um, you know, I hope this is a game that you could keep your eye on and say, oh, wow, you know, it's a two-possession game with three minutes left, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. Especially because 12 o'clock slate's so weak, but I was talking about Bob, Bob Huggins is a legend. I have to talk about real quick, Jim Beheim, please retire. I'm not sure if you saw some of the clips, but he was he got mad. He's like, he got, like, mad, he he got mad like a student reporter for, like, asking a question he didn't like. And then he said some stuff about all those schools and how, like, oh, when you know they're good, that they're, it's, ba- it's bad for it. And that pissed a lot of the colleges off that he talked about. Do you tell me what I'm talking about? I yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw this, his rant after the he's game the as well. It's bad. Late, so he's, I'm, he's tired. That guy's I'm tired. I'm tired of him, too. He, like, killed someone, too. I mean, but whatever. Yeah. I know. I mean, yeah, I bring that he, up every time we talk about him. I just, ugh. I, he's just a bad, he's just a he's a bad dude. Bad, unpleasant guy that it's past, it's past his time. Drinks oh, and drives. Oh, he drinks I, and drives. He favors his kids. Hopefully, this is his last year. But who knows? Like, I thought his last year was last 10 years. I agree. Um, All right, well, I do you want to talk about some of the 2 o'clock games, Slates? Cause I do you, see what those. about one? Huh? No, none of the 1 o'clock games? Oh. I mean, the big the big 1 yeah, o'clock game is Kansas-Oklahoma. Kansas is favored by 2.5, it says. That's it? Oklahoma is wow. Oklahoma's uh, the best 500 team on the planet right now. They though. are. Okay, but 2.5. is I Vegas like knows. I know. And didn't Oklahoma beat the doors off of Bama at, at home? So yep. it is a tough environment, but if we're going to pick this game on, on CBS, we're going to go Kansas for sure in this one. It's, this is tough, It's man. tough, but I think Kansas wins and covers. I think they're just a far better team than them. I think Vegas knows more than, than we do. I'm going to go Oklahoma money line. Okay. I yeah, think, I, I, I'm also I, with you. I think, I'm yeah, it's just a game. Kansas hasn't been amazing as the last couple of weeks. Oklahoma, you know, needs this game. It's be a huge game. It's going to be an insane environment. Like that, just plays a factor more than college basketball well, and all that other stuff, point. especially in the Big Twelve. Yeah, on CBS, I, I like Oklahoma um, just the, to win. The magnitude of that game for yeah. Oklahoma. If they get that game, they move to the right side. I don't know if they're outside looking in right now, but if they win this game, they definitely they the, yeah, definitely yeah, move to the right side of the bubble. They're sure. outside looking in just just because their record is five hundred. Like yeah. if it if it wasn't. 500. Yeah, their resume, like their resume is yeah, strong yeah. enough. Yeah. They are they are the best 500 team that I've probably ever seen. Seen beat them. Yep. Seen did not beat them. Are we, are we lost to them. Seen lost to them. Jeez, that's so long ago, man. I yeah. forget. Yeah. I, I, I forget things. I'm 
<laughs> last week. So, yeah, but yeah, if you want to jump into the two o'clock games now, it's all right. Well, I guess I'll go. Hold on. I go. Well, uh, let me let me let me let me go with uh, you know one you of my pick? games because you you picked you set a game. Who you got? Uh, well, go he with... said it. I mean, I didn't say this one o'clock game. Well, no, you said that. Didn't you say the twelve o'clock game? You said you did West Virginia. Yeah. What, whatever. Yeah. I haven't set a game yet, and obviously, uh, you know, as a big Auburn fan. I've got to say the the, the game number three Auburn or number three Alabama at Auburn. Uh, I don't see a line, but I'm sure maybe I see our, um, Alabama's two and a half. Okay, um, that. I think again, Vegas, but is that one that Vegas knows? No. That feels like a that feels almost like a trap because Alabama I think should be favored by like six and a half or, or more. But I, I, all these games, I'm fading Auburn, man. I've faded Auburn all year. Um, I just don't see it with them. They haven't been able to elevate to the same level that they did last year they haven't proven anything even though their record's not too bad they haven't beaten anybody and Alabama is if Purdue isn't the most talented team in the country Alabama is so Alabama scares me there's not a team that you want to face in a in March Madness any less than Alabama and I think Auburn's going to see why I know it's a rivalry game I know that Jungle is probably going to be going crazy this game feels just like the Oklahoma Kansas game in terms of the environment you know, Auburn needs this game because they're not. I don't think they're safely in. I know they're ranked. I know a lot of people think they're in, but they could be around that bubble still. But the reason I'm going with Alabama too because I think Alabama is just a better team than Kansas is. And you're going with them. And I think Alabama. No, yes, but I'm saying the reason I'm picking. Oh, okay. I Oklahoma because I, gotcha, I don't yeah. think I'm not too much confidence in Kansas. I do have a lot of confidence in Alabama. They played great. I think they're a better team. The spreads. I think Vegas. This one, they they know too much this time. So I like I like Alabama to go in there win by like ten. Um, Relatively close, but they're the better team. They'll pull away late. People will switch over to the big game, which will be a different game, which I'll talk about after. But yeah, yeah. Your pick. I definitely agree with both you guys. I think Alabama is by far the better team. I, I'm not a believer in Auburn, as all three of us, I think, are not big on that team. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good environment for sure, but I think Alabama's they're not really worried about that. They're just going to go in and play their brand of basketball, and they'll be fine. And I think – I mean, I'm going to put money on that for sure tomorrow. I think that's a good – it's a good bet. Yeah, I mean, I've been. Show I, me yours. We can do it. I'm, I'm, I've I'm been ice cold. I gotta start. I gotta win right, some well, bets. When man. we when we team up together, I won Purdue yesterday. That's well. Let's make let's cook one up tonight, right. and then we can send me one. Well, all right. Well, you can send me one. I'll send you one. All right. So we all went without Alabama, though. Yeah. All right. all right. So this I think is a big game. Maybe the biggest game tomorrow at two o'clock. Uh, UConn goes to Creighton on Fox. Oof. On Fox. That's a good game. Um, both teams picked up big wins. Creighton is favored by four and a half at home. Oh, wow, that's I a, don't know. That's a pretty solid um, size spread. I so go yeah, either I mean, way. just compare that to some of these others. I mean, that is a bit of a surprise. We saw probably spreads that are lower than we expected. Now Creighton's a bigger favorite than we expected. Yeah. Um, that's tough. I'm. You guys go first. Cause I got to think about this. UConn I, thumped Marquette. I know. I think it's tough because Creighton looks so good against us, and like you just said, they won what seven straight. They're rolling right now, and they're starting to play like that Creighton team that was the preseason favorite to win the Big East and a top. Or they, I don't know if they were ranked nationally, but they were top ten. I they think. were nine. And I think they started number nine. Yeah, started number sure. nine. So they're starting to play like that team that you know, they're starting to play up to their mm-hmm. abilities for sure. But UConn again just thumped Marquette, so it's kind of two Goliaths going at it right here. So I, it's tough. I'm gonna go with Creighton just because they're home. I think if it was on the if it was at UConn, I'd be taking UConn, but don't love the spread. I think Creighton wins. I think Creighton wins by like two. I know you're about to say overtime, but so make your pick. <laughs> I'm actually not gonna say overtime. I think yeah. I'm actually gonna say the exact same thing. Okay. Maybe not by by two, but I think I am gonna pick Creighton to win a a close one. That I wouldn't be surprised if it went to overtime. 
I'm not going to predict it. I think that Creighton wins a close one, you know, comes down to the buzzer, buzzer beater, and UConn misses one, one of those, and Creighton wins by three. So 74, you both have UConn covering. UConn covering, Marquette winning a close one. I have to keep the gimmick going. I, you know, <laughs> I, again, I can't just back down. I, I said all year that Creighton's a bit overrated. Uh, I think they're still obviously a tournament team. I think, I think, you know, they they've performed not, around. Not overrated now, though. Not now. Not now. They're rolling right now. Not now. But UConn, I've I've been on high on all year. I think if there's any big in a Big East that can. Uh, Go up against Adamas uh, against Ryan Cockbrenner and dominate inside the paint on the offensive end. It's Adamas Sonogo. I think again, just like the law of averages, they had a really hot shooting night on Wednesday against Seton Hall. It means they're just due for a game where they have a bad shooting night. Uh, I think that might come against UConn. Uh, obviously, you know it's going to be in Omaha. That's a tough environment as well. Yeah, so very tough. Um, UConn definitely can lose that game. I don't think they will though. UConn won the first time that these two teams faced, 69-60, to 60, uh, when that game was at Gamble. I, I think it's going to be something pretty similar as well. I don't think it's going to be a crazy high-scoring game, but UConn pulls away late, and uh, it'll be one of the most entertaining games uh, of the Big East in not just you know th- today, not just this or not just tomorrow, not just this week, but the entire season. Huh. You know, when you said it, I, I thought you were going to keep. You, when you said you're going to keep the gimmick going, I thought you meant you're going to pick with us, creating a close win. And no, then no, go my jump on the UConn. I mean, the other game at two, well, it's just a couple of games at two o'clock, which are okay. Uh, Rutgers at Illinois. Illinois actually favored by two and a half. Oh, that's interesting. And then UNC Clemson, which we t- talked about earlier a little bit. Who's favorite? Uh, UNC is at six and a half. They started at seven and a half, went down a little bit, but they're six and a half point favorites. Clemson spread. I like the Clemson spread on that. that one. I, I just don't care about I, enough yeah, of that game to I'm even gonna, I'm talk gonna, about I would it. stay away from that game though if I was a, a betting man. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if there's any. I'm looking at the three o'clock slate right now. Nothing crazy. When you start looking at the four o'clock games, a couple more good ones. I think great game. Even though TCU's a little banged up, Baylor versus TCU at TCU. So Baylor is one and a half point favorites on the road, hmm. just because they're injured. I think because the injuries of. But Lampkin, I mean, Lampkin played on yeah, but Miles, Tuesday. Is Miles gonna be out? Um, he played, but he wasn't 100. percent so. Well, no, he didn't play last. He didn't play last. He didn't play on Wednesday. Um, Lampkin. Yeah. No, Lampkin played on, on Wednesday. Saying, so, I, I mean, thought you said Mike Miles. No, yeah, I know he was out. Uh, Mike Miles was just named to the Naismith Trophy midseason uh, team, nice. so good for him. But aside from that, somebody, some random person says Miles is back in the lineup. I don't trust her. <laughs> uh, I don't know. How many nothing. followers did it have? What? How many followers did it have? Um, Let's see. She has 241 followers, right. so nothing. <laughs> Maybe you're important. looking on. Go to top. You're looking at. Later. Well, no, I looked. I already looked at top. I'm on. I'm on Twitter search. Well, I looked at top. I looked at top, and it shows like tweets from two weeks ago. So, it shows Rothstein's tweet from last week when Lampkin and Miles were out. But Lampkin returned since. I don't know about Miles. Well, I got. I got a pick for this game, and you said what? Baylor minus one and a half. Yeah. Yes. I. It's tough because I. I can't pick against this TCU team because I've been so high on them. I, and I don't think this Baylor team's crazy good. I think they're all right. And I think just the factor that it's home and then the chance that Miles will play, I don't know. I just don't want to go the other way, and then Miles ends up playing. I look like a clown. So I'm going to roll TCU on this one. I think they're going to find a way to get a win at home, with or without Miles. I think um, I think, I think Baylor comes out and wins this game. They've been rolling over the past like three or four weeks. TCU, obviously, I know they have had the injury concerns. I mean, that's a big part of why. Uh, but Baylor now, actually... You know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how Marquette had the top offense in Ken Palm. Now Baylor has that honor, so good for them. Again, they've been 
on an absolute burner recently. Who was that lost to a couple years ago? They, Baylor's won eight of their last they nine games to the loss to Texas, yeah, Texas yeah. a week and a half yeah, ago um, at Texas. Now, TCU had uh, that one-point victory against Baylor the first time around in Waco. Uh, this one's going to be at TCU. It might be a little bit tough because it's at TCU, but you know, it, even if Miles plays, if he's still a little bit banged up, I don't know if he's yeah. going to be playing at that uh, Big 12 conference caliber player that uh, we saw him this year. Lampkin, he's probably going to be limited again. He had less than 20 minutes when they played on Wednesday against Oklahoma. And uh, Jonathan Chamochachwa just came back for Baylor a couple of games ago. Uh, one of their big. I made him say someone five times fast. Now say that name five times fast. Jonathan Chamochachwa. No, I can't. I'm not going to be able <laughs> no. to say it. I'm not going to be able to say it. Um, but he, I mean, he was one of their best big men uh, last year, and it's good for him to finally be able to be back. He's played two games for them, and County George just looked like a top five freshman in the entire country, uh, arguably probably top three. So, good for him as well. I think Baylor goes out of there with a victory. And Coach, you gave out all the reasons why. I think the same thing. Yeah. I think Baylor's they're just a better team. Always picked the hotter team. TCU has been struggling a bit. Mike Miles obviously has a, a huge loss, even if he does play. Like you said, not 100%. You know, Baylor has a legit... I think Baylor's shot to be a high two seed. Maybe like, if things keep going, they have plenty of opportunities. Um, you know, they could be one of the top... Eight, eight, eight teams, eight, one or two seeds. Yeah, I mean they've, they've, they've obviously two seed, maybe one seed. I think so. They've won again, like you said, like like or like I said, eight of their last nine games, nine of their last eleven. So they've won eight of their last nine games. Before that, they lost three games in a row. Um, Iowa State on the road by like fifteen, but nobody's beaten Iowa mm-hmm. State on the road. That's then to TCU by one, so a, a tight loss against a, that team at TCU at the time was full strength, and then an overtime two point loss to Kansas State, a really good Kansas State team, and then since. Again, just eight of the last nine. The Texas game was the only loss. So with Tennessee, Tennessee falling out, I think. Yeah. You yeah, know, Virginia, the, Kansas, Marquette's gonna fall down a little bit. If the season ended today, I would probably have. I think I would have Baylor above Tennessee in terms of. I, I, would, seeding. I would for sure. Yeah, I don't know if they maybe they'd be on the same well, seed line, but I would have Baylor with the closer to the next seed line. I don't know. I haven't like calculated the top three seeds or whatever they would be. All right, um, but I also yeah, I don't think I said the spread. Uh, it was one and a half point spread, so I mean I have no problem laying one yeah. and a half points. Let me see. I'll yeah, pick Baylor spread. Um, Duke Virginia. Yeah, Duke Virginia is. Uh, you know, Duke guys have had the best season so far. So seventeen and seven. You know, at a tough Virginia team on the road, who's played much better at home. Um, so it started at six and a half. Now it's five and a half for the Virginia. Um, I think I'm gonna start off. I think it's going to be another ugly game like we saw against NC State um, for the Cavaliers. I think Duke is just too young. Um, they're going to win it. But I think it's going to be a, at least a close game. So I'm going to go Virginia to win, Duke to cover. Okay. And? Overtime? You took you took him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might go to overtime, I think. I think it's going to be, Duke is going to stay around for longer than they should, but most people expect. But in the end, Virginia would be too much. They're gonna pull away. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Cal. I'm scared it's gonna not be. I'm scared of, like free throws. I'm scared it's gonna be like they're gonna foul. Mm. Like down four with like. That's, that's why. Yeah, that's, that's why it's always that middle like round of spread is kind of tough. But I'm with you. I don't. I'm not. I'm never gonna be one to predict overtime. But I think that uh, I think Duke loses but covers. Um, Virginia, really good team. Duke, not bad either. They're still I think in the in the field by a decent margin. Not a huge margin, but they're. Still comfortably in it, like probably, Seven, could, eight, yeah, maybe a nine, but somewhere around that. Uh, I, I'm not sure if Derek Whitehead's gonna be playing or not, but I think either way they they cover. Um, 
Virginia is probably going to win. They're the better team. They're home. But it should be a, a decent game. Not one that you particularly want to watch because it's going to be so low scoring and just ugly. But it'll be a, it'll be a game. I'm going to go the other way on this one. I think Duke is due for a big win just to kind of boost their resume a little bit. I think Virginia's good for sure, but I think Duke does have the talent that they can beat them. They just have to kind of put it all together. Could that? Could this be that game for them? Maybe it could be a turning point in their season. So I think Duke's going to find a way to go in there and get a win. Wait, Nicholas, you had Duke covering, you said, but Virginia winning? I uh, Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so we all think Duke's going to come out and play well. Yeah. It's yeah. nothing, nothing going to get blown out. But. I think so – We've picked six games so far. I think maybe uh, pick one more and then the Super Bowl, I guess. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, okay, well. I'll, I'll, let's just mention a couple of the other, like more notable games then. Can I say one thing real quick? The yeah, go for other it. The line that's out that I see for 6 o'clock on is the Michigan-Indiana game, and Michigan's actually favored by a point and a half at home. Oh, I would take Indiana so, easily in that. I'm sorry. I don't know. And Do you want that to be the game we pick? No, I mean, no, I'm no. just saying that's, a, that's obviously a bit surprised that. Indiana yeah, surprised as well. Purdue and then yeah. Rutgers is now an underdog. At there's Michigan. really, there's really no more great games after the ones we have talked about. There's sorry. a few. Just shows how much home court matters in college basketball. Yeah. yeah, it does. I mean, we mentioned Seton Hall, Villanova. We don't really have to talk about that one. I think just a quick. You don't have to put this down to coast, but a quick pick. I think Seton Hall is going to find a way to go in there and get a win. I don't know what you guys think on, on yeah, that one. Yeah, Seton Hall should win that game. I think. Uh, <sighs> I mean. Villanova, it, it, with more returning, is better, but still haven't been able to find it, put it together. They're cl- choking a lot of games late, uh, even with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seton Hall is actually two-point underdogs on Ken Palm. You said the line isn't out for that, Calgary. Oh, I didn't. I well, you said it's an 8 o'clock game, so it's yeah, not going to be out. I guess the game, I think the last game we should probably touch upon, tell me if you guys disagree, is UC- UCLA at Oregon at 10 o'clock. I don't know if there's any other better games than that you guys would rather pick, but I, th- I think Missouri Tennessee is a, a solid game. Yeah, all right. well, uh, I mean, just well, I'll, Tennessee's I'll, just, I'll, I'll go through the rest of the games and you guys just you two decide okay. together um, what it should be because we also could talk about like Sunday, uh, Sunday slate, which isn't crazy because obviously the Super Bowl is after that. They don't want to compete with the Super Bowl, but you know Saturday, UNLV takes on San Diego State at four on Fox. Don't want to really cover that game, but I mean it could be an interesting one. Um, Wisconsin Nebraska. Get four o'clock Big Ten Network again. Just one that you could maybe keep your eye on. Um, I, even though neither of those teams currently sit in the field. Oklahoma State, Iowa State at six p.m. is a decent one on ESPN two. Iowa State is at home. Let's see maybe if Oklahoma State can be the first team to knock off Iowa State at Iowa State could maybe propel them into the field. Uh, Mississippi State, Arkansas at six on ESPNU. That's a big game in the SEC. Two teams that are you know not. Uh, they're a bit inside the tournament field, but could use uh, another couple of wins to improve a couple of seed lines. Kansas State at Texas Tech, 7 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. Name, name some of the bigger ones. You're naming some. Those are all right. There's nothing else, really. I mean, well, and I then, mean, I mean, Sunday, Sunday you can look at. Sunday. I mean, Temple plays Memphis. and uh, Michigan State plays Ohio State, which, by the way, Ohio State lost to Northwestern yesterday. Dude, they are uh, falling yesterday. off the track. Ohio State is 11-13 and 13 on the year. But for some reason, that gave Northwestern a quadrant one win because for some reason, I don't know why, Ohio State, again, 11-13, and 13, is ranked 46th Dude, in the net. It's so flawed. Ranked man. 39th in Ken Palm. So they're, they're a quadrant. Ranked 39th in Ken Palm. 39th in Ken Palm, 46th in the net. And that's what you back. Not, I mean, not all the time. I told I you there are flaws to it. Remember that I've, big I've admitted many times there are flaws to it. doesn't make sense. I just... 
but they're terrible. They're 11 and 13, and they're a quadrant one opportunity uh, on the road and on a neutral. So it's just it's ridiculous. I wish, I wish we were playing. I wish they're in our conference. We could play at Ohio State and get a quad one. Yeah, that would have been nice, but it's it's not. And then Purdue against Northwestern. Two o'clock, Big Ten Network on Sunday. You got BYU Gonzaga late on Saturday game. night. That's, that's not bad game. either. You want to pick that one? I'm cool with that. BYU Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to do UCLA I mean, Oregon. I kind of like the UCLA. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Do the UCLA. Oregon's kind of roll. So I'll start it off. I think Oregon's starting to roll a little bit. I still think they're on the outside looking in. You could correct me if I'm wrong. UCLA is favored by four on Ken Palm. Okay. I, I've been high on this UCLA team all year. I think they're really talented. I think they're very capable of making a deep run in March. Um. But, yeah, I think this Oregon team is also, like I said, playing better basketball. Huge opportunity for them to try to get on the right side of the bubble. But I'm still going to roll with UCLA. And I, you said four and a half? Four. There's so, no halves on Ken Pond. Okay. Well, I like – Another flaw. Yeah, flaw. But, anyway, I like UCLA minus four for sure. I think they're going to go in there and get a win because they're just the better team. I'm up to Gregor's because I think UCLA is, is the best team in the Big 12 – Um, sorry, Pac-12. Oregon's playing a little bit better, but – 15 and 10, haven't lived up to expectations. Um, I think it could be close. It's a late game, you know, out there in the in the West. But I think UCLA will pull away. Second half again, win by 10, 10, 12. So I have them covering and winning. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, UCLA covers and wins. I'm not totally convinced by Oregon. I like them in a the preseason, but since they haven't really looked that great. Obviously, you know, they've won four of their last five games, but I haven't been too convinced in those games Colorado they beat Utah they beat Arizona State USC they beat okay cool um, but they, they lost to Arizona they beat Arizona the first time around so they have at least the potential to get big wins at home but I think UCLA is better than Arizona I think UCLA is a team that can make the Elite Eight can make the Final Four uh, and to see how I'm going to roll with UCLA here also uh, it's a 10 o'clock game so it's one of only a couple of games that are relevant at that time Gonzaga game that we uh, also mentioned is another one tipping off at that time. So it's going to be something that you might as well tune into because there's not much else on, but I don't really think it's going to be uh, a crazy competitive game. And, yeah, I guess that's my take on on UCLA-Oregon. But before we get going... Wait, the big game. Yeah, sorry. But the big game on Sunday afternoon... SMU and Wichita State, 4 o'clock. Mm. I know you'll be watching that, Nicole's. Yeah, yeah, I know. You'll be watching gonna, that. Going to be making some wings, some, yeah. uh, you know, picks in a blanket. And I mean, if people over watch that game, just, yeah. just for that. You want to come over on the on At 4 o'clock? Just, yeah. No, just 4 o'clock. Oh, just 4 o'clock? Yeah, just for the just Yeah, the just, for the, just the SMU. Yeah, sure. We'll get a... Uh, if you're listening in the area, just come come by my place. <laughs> um, party at the radio station. Yeah. yeah, party at the radio station. SMU, Wichita State. But uh, remember, you have to you know, follow our socials and tweet at us if you want uh, to get in. But anyways, Super Bowl. Obviously, we know who's playing. It's the Chiefs against the Eagles. Eagles favored by one and a half points. Both teams come in at fourteen and three. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a big game between two electric offenses, two of the best a offenses. Must win game too. Yeah. A what? A must-win game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yes, it is a must-win game for I think both of these sides. Uh, just talk about how both these teams got there. The Chiefs beat the Jags in the divisional round of the playoffs, twenty-seven twenty. Then beat the Bengals 23-20 in the uh, AFC Championship game. Eagles, they also got the first round by. They destroyed the Giants 38-7 in the, the NFC Divisional round. I know Heenan's upset about that. Sorry that I mentioned it. And then the Eagles played the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. 31-7, they won me, that game. I bet them and the Chiefs. And, and I mean, Chiefs. you couldn't even you couldn't even help so, that yeah, game. I Just know. so many injuries. Bosa got hurt for a while. Obviously, Purdy was hurt. Oh, yeah. But Sorry. 
Let's hear your guys' thoughts at first you for, for the game. Because you know, it, it, no, it is I'm, a must-win game. I'm biased. Obviously, I'm not rooting for Philly by any stance. And I think if there's one sports city that deserves to lose two championships in one season it's, or in one like sports season is 100% Philly. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think this Philadelphia Eagles team is very good. Their front line is great. Um, great receivers. Jalen Hurts has been playing amazing. I mean, here's the thing, though. Mahomes is Mahomes, and at the end of the day, if he steps up in a in a big spot for them and plays like he's like the best quarterback in the league, which he is, then I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I also think that the Eagles really haven't been tested because their path hasn't been crazy hard. The Giants team that they faced in the first round is a team that should not have. I mean, they had a great year, but they're the game plan for that franchise is they're not. They weren't expecting to be there, so they're you're, I'd say they're a year or two away from really you know being ready for a game like that. Daniel Jones, you think he's going to take you to Promised Land? Yes, I'm gonna say this also. Like, all I don't know, understand why, but people don't believe in Daniel Jones. He's, he's good. a good quarterback. He's good. Thirty-five, he's good. thirty-five million dollars is a lot. You're telling me if Jones was a quarterback from the Eagles, they wouldn't be in that same spot. But they absolutely would. And given solid question, just given the um, just the, the quarterback. So too, but. Yeah, Hurts is definitely better. But given like the quarterback market, where you know, like Tannehill oh, okay. and Matt Ryan and um, who else? Uh, blanking on, on Derek Carr. Um, and Carson Wentz, yeah, they're all getting like thirty to thirty-four million. It's not absurd to ask Dan or to get Daniel Jones like thirty-five. He's get paid. I, get like 50 I just think he's a good quarterback that you could one hundred percent win a Super Bowl with. So I don't get the. Who are you rocking with though? So I'm rocking with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to go out there and because the Eagles just aren't ready. They face a 49ers team that I think they would have lost to if Purdy was was healthy. So um, yeah, I got the Chiefs winning. I'm gonna we're gonna do exact scores here. Sure. So I'm gonna do. I think it's gonna be a shootout. I got the Chiefs winning 35-32, last-second field goal for the Chiefs to win. 35-32. Wow. 35-32. Yeah. Would that be a scorigami? I mean, I'm curious how, if that would that'd be. That'd be weird. I'd imagine. Possible on my trip? No, be, no, no it's possible. possible. No, scorigami is just imagine a the score tie that at 32, hasn't happened before. Imagine so. a tie at 32 apiece. No, it has happened before. It's a score that's happened, uh, no, wait, uh, score that's happened 11 times. Mm. Oh, well. But imagine they're both tied at 32 somehow. That'd be like a safety in the air maybe. Or a, Wait, let, or a actually, shit ton of field goals. Like a, when you block it backwards and the one-point play. Yeah. Actually, I don't yeah, love keep it. I'll keep it. I don't know. I, I didn't do the math right on that. but So, as a Patriots fan, this is literally like the worst-case scenario. I don't. I hope both teams somehow find a way to lose the game. Um, I don't want to see Pat Mahomes get another one. Just hear about him trying to even come close to Tom Brady. He never will. And then you got Phil, Then you got – Then you got – Oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stay calm. Stay calm. And then you got, then you got the – Eagles fans who were just like, I mean, the worst, the worst fans. It's just a, they're the it's worst. Just a, like, I guess it was like kind of funny ish, not really when they won in 2018. They're like eating horse poop and yeah. like burn. I guess <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to see like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, just act like human beings. Don't go punching people because they're, they're wearing a different, a different They're literally team. the biggest scum fans on the planet. And that's not so even, I don't, yeah. So I don't, I don't want to see them. They don't deserve happy, it, dude. I, yeah. On the football field. I just think the Eagles are a better overall team. I, I think it's going to be a great game just because Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback, and better quarterback usually can win you a lot of the game. So I expect to go back and forth. I know I don't know if you guys the leak quote unquote leak thirty seven thirty four. No, I wouldn't. I'm not going to say that, but that, that people people betting it. That's no, I know it's the like the, books it went so from like plus money. twenty thousand to plus eight thousand yeah. because it's, it's so, absurd. <laughs> some stupid yeah. Because like somebody did inspect right. element. It was stupid too, because like on the on the top part, like where it showed the team logos and their scores, it was like, I think it was the Chiefs on the left and the Eagles on the right, and then on the box, like where it yeah, shows the names, it was backwards. So, 
I don't think it's to be that. I'm going to say Eagles 35, Chiefs 31. Jaylen. Oh, you think the Eagles win? Yes, Jalen Hurts wins MVP. Wow. He has like, he has like a, rush, a rushing touchdown or two. AJ Brown catches one. Well, I guess that means I've got to I've got to do my pick and uh, deciding one. Wow. I, I'm, so we're supposed to write like a like a quick like 150 word blurb like do tonight for the WSU website WSU.net. Uh, I haven't decided on my score yet, so what I say right now might be different than what I say for you know the website. Stick with this. I got it. Yeah, I, I mean, back against the wall, you got to give a score. You got to ride with it. Well, right now, right now, feel? right now, my my gut feeling is it's going to be high scoring. Also, I'm with both of you guys on that. Two electric offenses, and I've been saying since like week two of the NFL season that whoever comes out of the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to stick with that. I think the Chiefs are going to win 34-26. I think Heenan, you mentioned that you know the the. The Eagles had had a softer road to get here. Obviously, the Giants and then uh, the hurt 49ers team. I think that plays into it. But also, the Chiefs, you know, they've been here two of the last four years. They have a lot of Super Bowl out, experience. They got blown out, but sure. This has two touchdowns and four picks in the Super Bowl. I just don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna happen once again. I think that no running you know, game. I, th- I think the Chiefs, but they they proved throughout the yeah. entire season that they're able to overcome a, it. I just want a good game. Last last year. It was close, but that wasn't too exciting. I want a good high, game. Also. High scoring game, game last year. I liked last year. It was all right, but it was like one 20, score game. It was like twenty three twenty. It was like a lot yeah. of a lot of breaks in between. I want like high scoring game, which I think we all hope and think it will be. Yeah. Got round at halftime. Should be fun. I think so. And then at the end, something happens. You have to stop the game, and no one's no one's champion. Yeah. That would be that would be hilarious. And Tom Brady walks out, and they give him the him. <laughs> uh, 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 I guess be fun. that does it for me. I mean, you guys yeah, are more than welcome to come on Sunday if you want, but we'll for see. The, for the big guy. For the Wichita SMU game. Wichita SMU Wichita State, State. Uh, yeah. yeah no, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. If, you, just, if you're just, listening... Just the, just the commercials. Yeah, if you're listening to this pod and you're watching the Super Bowl for the game, like, no, just, what are you even doing? We're, call, we're college basketball podcast only. We yeah. only watch that. We, watch we don't even... Yeah. We don't even... We don't even rewinds. I've gained some earlier. Yeah, we don't even know where the Chiefs or Eagles play. We're just college basketball fans. But I guess that'll do it for this edition of Three Point Play. I'm Justin Nicosia. I'm Jack Heenan. Welcome back. And as always, I'm Patrick Hauger. Thank you once again for listening. Uh, you know, like we always say at the end of these episodes, we want to get a mailbag episode out. Hopefully we'll get one soon. I think we're, maybe we're close. Um, People just we always start, say that. Just start tweeting at us. Yeah, start why. tweeting at us at DM three point underscore play. DM us on Instagram at three point play pod. We should just tweet questions. at mad people though. Just go on like a spam and tweet at a bunch of people. Yeah. We could also. I and we got to figure some things out. Or we can make a bunch of bots and just... I could just ask us, ask us questions. Yeah, you could definitely do that. Um, Patrick, how how do you look so good in the morning? What do you do? What's your secret? Even though they probably don't even see you. I mean, that's also just a lie. How does your voice sound so amazing? My voice is the best one here. How do you? Have you ever been complimented on your voice? Have you? Uh, many times. I'd, I'd give you a compliment. That lie. Thank you. I don't know. Just, no, like, <laughs> you, think, you think somebody randomly going up to me in a grocery store like when I'm working there and helping them out? Like, oh, how, how can I help you? Oh, you have a great voice. That happened to me like two or three times. Okay, that's a weird encounter. Yeah, that's an odd. It was compliment. like it was like it was like weird. Old, it was like, I don't know what's going on in Nanuets. It was like seventy, eighty year old ladies. Okay, if, whatever, whatever you old, like. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, we but don't I judge. Like. I know each man's got a different type. It's. I, I will tell you, I am not into into <laughs> seventy or eighty year old ladies. Anyway, um, we're rambling, but we are rambling. But uh, yeah, make sure you stay tuned to the podcast. We might have a few big things brewing up soon. So, All right. uh, stay tuned. Adios. Cheese.